What's up everybody, Paul Hickey here with your data-driven daily tip. Today we're talking to small business owners and anyone using G Suite for their business email uh, about the new confidential mode that is launching soon, uh, launching June 25th, 2019. Today happens to be, we're publishing this on uh, June 17th, so we're about a week away. Um, Gmail confidential mode is in beta. It's launching soon, and the feature is going to be set to default on with uh, Gmail enabled. And so uh, confidential mode, what is it going to do? It's going to basically give users the option to send emails in confidential mode unless you can disable the feature if you're a network admin, maybe you're working for a mid-sized level company using G Suite or a small business owner using G Suite. but when a user sends a confidential message, Gmail is going to replace the body of the message and the attachments with the link. Only the subject and body containing the link are sent via the mail server. This means that when you, uh, if your users send or receive messages in confidential mode, the vault will retain, preserve, and search and export confidential mode messages. The body of the received messages will be accessible in the vault only if the sender of the message is from within your organization. Um, So I'm going to link to uh, vault and confidential mode in the body of this. But essentially what it is is it lets users restrict recipients' access to sensitive email content. The feature is available to all personal Gmail accounts and to G Suite domains that have enabled the feature. It's going to be, again, it's going to be enabled by default for all of you. Um, now, let's see, in terms of the vault, um, there's a, I'm going to, again, I'm going to link to, uh, what vault mode is actually Google vault FAQ, uh, it basically, what this is guys, um, is it's basically going to keep, it's going to allow your emails to be only available for a certain period of time if you send them in confidential mode. It protects from unauthorized access. So recipients, here it is, recipients don't have the option to forward, copy, print, or download their content or attachments. So only people that uh, are the intended recipients of the email can actually do all these things when you send in confidential mode. That's essentially what this is. Now, if you want to turn off the ability to make confidential mode available to your users, if you're a network admin, you need to go into the ad, the Google Admin Console, go to Apps, G Suite, Settings for Gmail, and User Settings, and you'll see it in there. Everybody, uh, this has been your data-driven daily tip. A little bit different today, but uh, for more free digital marketing tips, go to dataoveropinions.com to up your digital marketing game. Go to datadrivenacademy.org. Thanks for listening on the podcast at datadrivenpodcast.com. Thanks for listening on the Alexa flash briefing at datadrivendaily.com. If you want to do business with me, hit me up at paul at datadriven.design. I'd really like to talk to you, talk shop, and see how we can help your small business. Thanks and have a great day. Kelly, I think what you need to do is, I'm just thinking this through. I think, I really think what you need to do is, um, 
try to try to have a story more often because you have you have a blog like every month and we know beyond a shadow of a doubt and I know everybody thinks I'm insane when I say this but it just works it's all like proven in the data like if you can blog increase your blogs you know your stories on your website because you have a great looking website thanks yeah it's awesome it's like completely different than when we met and it's like so it's awesome and um the photography's great and you're you're set up to sell on shopify and you've got a nice blog section there and um i would blog once a week like challenge yourself to blog once a week put out yeah once a week and then post that on all of your social media and run a facebook page like campaign with your with your I would, I would actually, like, I know we, we just talked about ad strategy and all of that, like, like, still stands, but, like, I would just stop everything that you're doing and focus on doing a blog every week. And a Facebook like. And a Facebook like, page like promotion mm-hmm. targeted at people who are in your interest areas. Um, so maybe targeted at the people who you've been advertising to, but make them like your Facebook page. Because then as you're posting, uh, so you post your blog on Facebook, like repurpose it two or three times. Don't just post it once, like post an image from it. And Kate can elaborate on that too. So what happens is you're increasing your post frequency on your website. You're basically, you're increasing your post frequency on Facebook and your other socials. That's going to increase your web traffic. That is going to be more of your time, a little bit more of your time, but less of your money. And it's going to increase the web traffic to the point where people will eventually start making purchases and you won't be spending as much money. So you'll actually make money. So instead of running the Facebook ads, I would do that. It's all about increasing the frequency of the posting. And so like, (coughs) awesome. But I would, one of the things that I've done personally and that we've, we've tried to tell all of our clients to do and Academy members is when you're doing an interview, that's like a once a month thing. Cause you're right. It takes a lot of time to line it up. And especially in your case, if you're needing to get photography, because that's how you're showcasing your um, story, then that makes sense. But it's perfectly acceptable to do like a one question and answer from the interview and roll that out. And if you have like a 10 question interview or a 20 question interview, that should be 10 or 20 posts, not one post. Yeah. And, and if, you, if you do that, then that is a, just an easy way of doing the exact same amount of work, but increasing your post frequency. And like, um, we're looking at your guard, uh, your um, Bloomsbury farm tour post. Yeah. It's an awesome post. And I would keep that post, but just looking at, you know, the great um, infographic and the imagery and, and the two videos, like to me, that's, and I'm different than other people. Like Kate's, Kate's brand is different than <clears throat> data-driven design and yours and things like that. So everyone's a little bit different. But like to me, I look at this and like I could, I feel like this could be repurposed into five to ten social media posts. Mm-hmm. And like I'd say it's more like three or four. But the point is like it's multiple. It's multiple, and if you take that thought process with it, then I think you can maybe like your time goes up spent by like two to five percent and you get like 50 to 150 percent more content from it even if you have a thought like i mean 
Jerry Seinfeld used to keep a little notepad next to his bed and like, he would have like an idea for a joke and he would write it down. Like I would, anytime you have an idea or you're out and you see something like, I don't think it needs to be as fancy as most people think it needs to be. It just, yeah. you having a thought and putting it out there and like, and that is going to help you drive more web traffic. Right. How do you feel about not doing photos at all? I Love think, it. I, I think you need some photos. I don't think you need photos. <laughs> See, I, yeah, I'm a very visual person. So that's why. I think you need photos for your brand. And I won't, I will never like, I will never uh, argue with like the person who's branded is on that because mm -hmm. it's your brand. Like your brand needs photos. I get that. But for your content, you don't need photos on every piece of content. Like, you, like I think if you could find a way to do, like keep doing the things that you're doing and like take the tips that Kate has said about like just trying to double it, I think that's a good tip. Um, also challenge yourself to find a way to just like put out content more. That's not as hard on you to put out. Right? Yeah. Like come up with a section and it doesn't even have to be like, anything too overcomplicated like you did it i think you did a good thing by going stories and garden style because it gave you another thing that you could do to put out content so that's smart yeah like another one that's just like a tweet you know like your own version of like what a tweet could be and then put that a post and make that social media posts and and i also would say um because i'm like you and, and i and i'm very visual um so my my suggestion would be if you're ever finding yourself waiting for photos to keep yourself from publishing it that's when you go to pexels and you get some really cool stock imagery and you just go for it um, mm -hmm. the only one that will know that that is not stony creek moss journeyville wherever this is <laughs> <laughs> but you are, you are literally the only probably and like maybe three other people that will know that that's not what that is um, yeah. find yourself pausing at all before you post or waiting till the pictures look really cool and you've like emailed them to yourself from your phone abort the mission go with pexels they're super nice super high quality throw two in there and call it a day and just get it up on the site yeah yeah and i'll throw yeah i, mean, I definitely have some of my own design aesthetic things that i have to battle myself over yeah I, trust me i totally relate and yeah. i'll throw